0: What's behind Dylan Strom's great start? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. well hello and welcome into this edition of locked on capitals i'm so glad you decided to join me today as always this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms including the siriusxm app and on youtube and i want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day my name is dan holma you can find me on twitter it's at dancaps218 you can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk capitals hockey with you one on one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description. For more details. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel of oh, Make Every Moment More. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So in today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Why Hendricks LaPierre over, say, Ivan Miroshnashenko or Ethan Frank? Why did the Capitals choose Hendricks LaPierre? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about injury updates to the Capitals as there is a bit of bad news as Charlie Lindgren left the ice again with another injury, except this injury is not related to his previous injury. We'll talk about that. But just to get it going here, Dylan Strome, is off to a great start, suffices to say. And I don't know if anyone saw this coming from him. He's a guy that's generally known as a guy that assists on goals or helpers, but he is the guy that is showing up on the score sheet and is on fire to start this season. And one of the things that was mentioned is, this season, well, he has six goals, but he has zero assists. And to that, I say, who cares? If he can continue to score a lot of goals. I mean, it would be nice if he could get some assists, but if he can find the back of the net, I'm fine with that. And uh, again, it is just, you know, ultimately what it's behind is him getting great shots on net and has just contributed to this team uh, also much. But if you take a look at him, Where did we get him from? He came from the Chicago Blackhawks. Strom was a healthy scratch for seven of his first 11 games in the 21-22 NHL season, followed the dismal uh, uh, ending of coach Jeremy uh, Clayton in Chicago. Strom rebounded and saw more play time with the Blackhawks as a top six forward. He finished the season with 22 goals, 26 assists, with a fifty-two point three faceoff percentage, and then as an impending restricted free agent at the conclusion of the season, Strom was not tendered a qualifying offer by the rebuilding Blackhawks and was released to free agency on July twelfth of twenty twenty-two. And one of the things I remember about Dylan Strom when he first came here was that he had a chip on his shoulder. He was kind of uh, amazed, I think, or surprised, I guess would be a better word, that Chicago did not offer him a qualifying offer. He knew he was a good hockey player, but I think that he said, fine, you guys don't want to you know, offer me a qualifying offer. I'm going to a team that wants me. And what did he do? He came to the Capitals and has killed it. And I don't know if that chip is still on his shoulder, but it was last year, and uh, just a really pleasant uh, acquisition, a great acquisition for this team. And you got to think that the Blackhawks are kicking themselves a little bit right now, uh, being with the great production that Dylan Strome has had on the Capitals. And I understand that the Blackhawks are in the middle of a rebuild. But with that said, I think that the Blackhawks would be in a better position uh, with someone like Strom on the roster. But I'm not really worried about that. I am happy uh, that he is here with the Capitals. On July 14th, 2022, Strom signed a one-year $3.5 million contract with the Caps. He then signed a five-year $25 million contract extension with the Capitals on February 3rd. 2023 and 81 games played last season. Strom recorded a career best 23 goals, 42 assists, and 65 points, averaging 1641 of ice time. So he really kind of popped off the page last season as well. And if we take a look at him, there were hopes when he came here that maybe he would be a second-line center. And, well, how do we see it right now? We see it Strom, top-line center, then Kuzi second-line center, and Backstrom, third-line center. I don't think that anyone saw Dylan Strom doing this well. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people knew that he was a great hockey player. But if you had seen him being the top-line center when he first came here, I, I guess I don't think a lot of people saw that. Capitals center Dylan Strom has recorded six goals in eight games to begin the 23-24 season, an offensive powerhouse suffices to say is it uh you know sustainable can he keep going with this great goal scoring i don't see why not uh he just continues to keep knocking it out of the park and knocking those you know milestones you know down one after the other and this is on a capitals team that last year kind of struggled in the goal scoring department so to have someone like dylan strome step up and play such a huge role is, is key. You know, I think that oftentimes when you think of the top goal scorers on the team, the Capitals in particular, you think of Ovechkin, uh, you think of, you know, something like that, or a couple of years ago, it was Wilson and Kuznetsov. Um, So to see that kind of production from, I I guess I'm going to say an unlikely source, I guess, you know, at least the amount of goals that he's scored thus far uh, has been kind of surprising. So Like I said, Dylan Strome is normally known as a guy that assists on goals, but is the one that's scoring him. So what is his secret sauce? His shooting percentage, which is a team best 35.3. He says, I'm getting a good opportunity and playing a lot of minutes, explains Strome, who is averaging 17.56 per game. More than a minute over last season, I got back on the power play and I've got some chemistry with my line mates, and he was rewarded by Spencer Carberry. Why? Because he's scoring goals and is always putting himself in a position to succeed. Rarely do you see Dylan Strom out of position or like, that was a dumb move on on Strom. He just usually plays very well. He's scoring goals and puts himself in a position to do great things. Subsequently, he's recorded with a lot of ice time. He registered a career best shooting percentage of 17.5% 17.5% in 21-22 per sports logic. He leads the team with 23 slot passes. Entering Monday's game, that that total was tied with New Jersey's Jack Hughes for 8th most in the NHL. So just uh, you know, a guy that is knocking it out, and the Capitals need him to continue to keep on this clip uh, to help the winning going here. Uh, I know the Capitals have been winning some games here, but they want to keep that going. They want to keep climbing that metro ladder so they can make it to the top and be in the race here. Uh, The season is still early. And I think that, you know, despite, you know, what everyone has said around the NHL about panning this team as being a lackluster team. I think that they're showing their true colors. And again, a negative start. Uh, But now they're finding their way. Is it sustainable? We have the Islanders. uh, We have the Blue Jackets coming up. And they're going to need a player like Dylan Strom to continue to produce. A lot is happening positively on offense when he's on the ice, Carberry said. And as a product of that, he doesn't have to defend very much, which is always a positive for an offensive player because he's not spending much time in the defensive zone. He's constantly in the O-zone on the attack and on an attack he is uh, again finding the back of the net high quality chances and delivering one of the things that has kind of eluded Alex Ovechkin thus far and I've talked about this before is it just seems like he's a bit snake bitten uh, I don't know what's behind that if it's the mechanics if he's overthinking it choking up on the stick his his shot just seems a bit off that is why it's great that they're getting that production uh, from Dylan Strome. Carberry added with a smile, making reference to Strome's six goals and no assists. We have a joke that he's running for the Cy Young. He's the leader right now at 6-0. and Ovechkin oh. said he is making some great passes, and Tom Wilson is doing his thing, working hard, and helping us out, Strom added, It's just clicking, and when you get relied upon by the coach with those kind of minutes, you have to produce, and it's one of the things that they instill that confidence in him because they know what kind of player he is. He is a guy that produces, and again, is it sustainable for the duration of the season? I guess I don't know, but if he can continue down this path, he is going to help the Capitals continue to win games, You know, I love Dylan Strom's game so far this season, and I want to see him continue to produce. All right, after the break here, we will talk about injury updates to the Capitals. Charlie Lindgren, Nick Dowd, Max Patchready, Joel Edmondson. When can we expect to see them back in the lineup? I'll talk about that straight ahead. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And sometimes when you're watching a game, you're not that into it. But if you have a little bit of money on it, like say a commander's game, it makes watching the game that much more exciting. So visit fanduel.com/slash locked on and kick off the NFL season FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. The hockey season is here, and I've got you covered, not to mention so many great guests lined up. So make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. So on the injury front for the Capitals, uh, we take a look at Charlie Lindgren, uh, who made his return. And then we find out today at practice... Well, he left practice early because of a new injury not related to his previous injury. And uh, I guess ultimately we don't know how much time he's going to miss, but he has had a rough start to this season. uh, And we're hoping that he can get back in, in playing healthy hockey out there. One of the saving graces for the Capitals, of course, is they have a lot of great options down in Hershey. We've seen Clay Stevenson on the roster. We've seen Hunter Shepard. Two really great options, and Hunter Shepard was lights out uh, the last time he played. And I don't know if um, they're actually going to need to call up a goalie because the Capitals don't play for a couple of days here. So by that point, maybe Charlie Lingren will be good to go backing up uh, Darcy Camper. But as we, all I know right now is he was talking with medical staff at the practice and left the ice early. Again, not the start that the Caps were looking for for uh, Charlie Lindgren, and also not the start that he was looking for. Uh, Also, Dowd is on the injured reserve as he continues to deal uh, with an upper body injury that has held him out the last seven games. He has not played since October 16th, game against the Flames. What is one of the things that we know about... Uh, Dowd is that he had a core surgery done in the offseason. Core surgery, just kind of like T.J. Oshie also had some time ago. So it does seem to be an issue. The Capitals always play better with Nick Dowd in the lineup. So we're hoping for him uh, to get back sooner or later. Carberry had said on Saturday that Dowd would be a little bit as he recovers and works in his way back into the rhythm of the game. On Monday, he added that he's not sure what the timeline looks like, but the hope is that he will start trending in the right direction. Um, and one of the things that we know is that we have players that have stepped up. We know that they called up Hendricks Lop here. Uh, we know that, you know, there are other options available to the cap, some healthy scratches that have stepped up. We've seen it on the blue line. We've now seen it with the forward. So, it's good that the Capitals have viable options and guys that one called upon can actually step up and play a huge role. Uh, like I said, lingrid who missed some time, he left practice. Uh, Spencer Carberry talking about Linggren said he should be all right, but had to leave. So we're hoping that he is able to come back and help the Capitals in their pursuit of winning more games. And and it's a dogfight in the Metro Division, and I don't want to count the Capitals out. I think uh, that they are going to surprise a lot of people. Of course, we know about Max Reddy, who is dealing with Achilles issues, but is, you know, set to come back at some point here. And Joel Edmondson, who had that hand surgery done, both are a ways out and what is a ways well they're both on LTIR neither is eligible to return before November 8th so you know it is injuries are a common thread to this team as we know they are the second oldest team roster wise in the NHL Uh, but injuries you know can happen to anyone at any age but it's good thing that the Capitals have had the needed depth Uh, If you, you know, in particular, you take a look at Charlie Lindgren, who has missed a substantial amount of time, Nick Dowd also, uh, and Joel Edmondson, who ultimately we don't know what we have in him. He just, we just saw him briefly in the preseason and Max Patchready has not suited up with the Capitals at all. So it's going to be interesting to see the face of this team once they return. Where will Max Patchready fit in? What kind of production can they get out of him? And where will Joel Edmondson fit in? There are a lot of players that are vying for spots. You take a look at Alexiev, you take a look at Lucas Johansson and Hardy Hammond Octel. I don't want to brush any of those guys aside just because Joel Edmondson comes back. I know that he has, you know, the resume and he has the pedigree and he's that tall, rugged defenseman that is kind of a prototypical great defenseman. But I think that he's going to have to earn his spot to come back. And we're not just going to say, hey, well, Joel Edmondson's back, you know, you, you sit down, he's going to go in and the guys are going to be like, Hey, I earned my spot here. So, uh, you know, that is my assessment on, I think he should have to earn his spot. I don't know what Spencer Carberry's thoughts are on it, but if you're asking me, you know, these players that are coming back uh, or, you know, joining the team in max patch ready or Joel Edmondson, I think they're going to have to earn their spot because if the capitals continue on their current path of winning games, you know, why try to, to to mess something up that's working? Uh, so I think that Max Patchready and Joel Edmondson will get their spot in time. But I, I don't think they, they should just get it just because they're ready to go. They should have to earn their spot because a lot of these young guys, well, they're really jumping off the page, you know. And uh, I think that that's the right thing to do. But uh, we're hoping for, in Lingard's case, and Dowd's case, that they're able to join the team sooner than later. And we hope that this, you know, injury trend can stop it. It was something that was kind of the Achilles heel, not to mention that uh, Max Pacioretty, but the Achilles heel of this team last season. Uh, so we're hoping that it can be a healthy team. I'm talking about Carlson, Wilson, Backstrom, you know, huge pieces on this team. We're hoping that they can stay healthy in this Capitals push uh, to to make some steps up the metro and you know maybe make a chance of making the playoffs this year. All right, so coming up after the break, we will talk about why Hendricks Lop here. Why not Ivan Mirzhnashenko? Why not Ethan Frank? Why did the Capitals choose Hendricks Lop here to get called up? I'll talk about that straight ahead. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Alex Ovechkin could score 50 goals. The Capitals could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests listen sometimes when you're watching games you want to be engaged sometimes if you're playing fantasy hockey with sleeper it makes it that much more exciting that is what i love about sleeper so to win 100 times bet on sleeper you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats you heard me capitals fans you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper so, start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details and locational availability. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Hendricks Lapierre got the call up. You know, with it, with it Sonny Milano is out with an uh, an illness. We don't know ultimately when he's going to be back. We know the doubt is out, uh, so they needed to call up a player. And ultimately, why did the Capitals choose Hendricks Lapierre? There's a lot of people, myself included, that are chomping at the bit to see Ivan Mirshneshenko with a red sweater on. In the regular season, and to see how he could play, same thing goes for Ethan Frank. Two really great options in Hershey. So, why did the Capitals choose Hendricks Lop here? Well, suffice it to say, he has had a great start to his season. Uh, taking a look at Hendrik's Lop here, he his first. Cup of Coffee was with the Capitals. He had six games in 2021. And one of my first interviews with J.J. Regan, I spoke about Hendrick Slop here. And I said, well, why didn't it work for him? And he said, well, he played well to start out, but it wasn't sustainable. A lot has changed since then, as you can tell that Hendrick Lop here has added to his resume, Calder Cup winner. And he's a changed player, a lot like Connor McMichael, where they're kind of walking around with a lot of swagger, You know, we're not just this beer league hockey team, the Hershey Bears. We are the Calder Cup winning Hershey Bears. And we were a part of that. Um, And you take a look at it. Sonny Milano missing Sunday's game against the San Jose Sharks due to illness and Nick Dowd on the injured reserve. Enter Hendricks LaPierre. And then the question, why not Ivan Mirshinashenko? Why not Ethan Frank? Ethan Frank, as we know, you know, the fastest skater in the AHL all-star game last season and Ivan Mirshinashenko, who showed, you know, great potential in the preseason. All the reports that we've gotten from Todd Nilsen and Chris Patrick are he's off to a good start down there. So deserving of an opportunity, Carberry said, LaPierre had three assists through six game to open the season, skill with a strong, excuse me, uh, skill with a strong rookie season in 22-23 that saw him put up 30 points in 60 games and score the game-time goal in game seven of the Calder Cup. So to say Hendricks Lop here was clutch uh, would be an understatement, and I think he deserves his opportunity. You know, how long will he remain on the Capitals' roster I guess it remains to be seen. You know, Sonny Milano uh, has been playing very well and now has been out with an illness. What is that going to mean when Sonny Milano comes in? I guess it's going to depend on how great Hendricks here plays. Will he continue to play really well? Then I think he's going to continue to have an opportunity. I think they will assess the talent of who's performing and who's not. If you take a look at the fourth line, Alexi Protus, I'm just going to go ahead and say, has been a little bit lackluster. And, you know, you take a look at Matthew Phillips, who has flashed, you know, uh, flashes of greatness. And uh, so it's going to depend. I mean, I think that, you know, if Hendricks LaPierre can continue to play well for the Caps, maybe there's a spot for him. Uh, But ultimately, I don't think he would be best served to be a scratch on this team. I think that if they can find him, find a way to get him in the lineup, then I say keep him on the big team. But if he is going to be relegated to watching the game nine times out of ten from the press box, then I think he would be best served uh, to be playing down in Hershey. You know, you could also put another player in that, Beck Malenstein. But my belief right now, Beck Malenstein isn't going anywhere. I love his physical brand of hockey. He's not necessarily a guy that is going to be the team leading in goals, but he has other, uh, you know, skills in his skill set. He brings a physical style of the game. He can score goals, but uh, he's more of that enforcer Tough guy that's not afraid of throwing his body around. We need that kind of player. Tom Wilson can't do it all. We lost Garnet Hathaway, who played that role to an extent. He was more of a chirper, but also a physical style of hockey. This team excels the most, just historically, if you ask me, when they are engaged physically. So if you have those big bodies out there, and historically that is who the Capitals have been, a big physical team, You you take a look back to Erskine, And, you know, other big players that have been, you know, in the in the lineup out there, um, that is just the kind of the brand of of, uh, hockey that the Capitals are. So I love uh, Malenstein's game. But as far as LaPierre is concerned, if he can continue uh, to impress, you know, similar to what he did down in Hershey on the big team, then that is what we've all wanted. This team to get younger, this team to get faster. One of the things that this team has got worked over on this season is speed. Uh, They are not the fleetest of foot. That is very apparent when you watch the Capitals out there, especially when they're playing a younger team. So if they can slowly integrate these younger players, and we've seen this, and I've talked about this on the show for a long time, but finally the season for Connor McMichael, I banged the drum for him all summer that this has got to be the year for Connor McMichael, and it has been. Also, Beck Malenstein, Hendricks LaPierre, Alexia, Lucas Johansson, Hardy Haman-Octel. You know, also you take a look at the Netminders there, uh, Hunter Shepard and Clay Stevenson. So there hasn't been the same reluctance for this team to get younger that there has been in previous years. Just because I think the writing's on the wall that they, it's going to have to happen. They squeeze the most possible juice they could out of that Rock the Red era. And they realize that there's no juice left or there's not a lot of juice left. I'm not going to say nothing. But finally... Uh, The opportunity to usher in some of the younger Capitals players, the players that are going to help the Capitals team into the next phase post Ovechkin, if you will. Uh, So it is positive. Hendricks Lop here for me fits into those plans for the Capitals. Uh, And I'm glad that, you know, Brian McClellan has resisted the urges to. Uh, to trade Hendrick Slopp here, to trade Connor McMichael, because the rumblings were out there that there were teams that were all in on them, the Chickering deal, for example, that there were teams that were actively pursuing Hendrick Slopp here and Connor McMichael, plus more, that Brian McClellan said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to keep kicking that can down the road, and I'm not going to you know, be in win-now mode all the time, uh, that I have to concentrate on the present but I've also got to have my eyes on the future because he knows as well that this team is the second oldest team roster-wise in the NHL. And kudos goes to Brian McClellan for not doing that because there were a lot of rumblings, especially at the trade deadline, that there were some teams that were all in on some Capitals prospects. And I'm glad that they re- are on this team and they can help usher in the next phase uh, for the Capitals. And I think players like Hendricks here and Conor McMichael and Beck Malenstein and Ivan Mirshnachenko and Ethan Frank amongst many other players are going to be the face of your Washington Capitals. And I think that the future is uh, is bright with this team. I think the present is bright for this team. And I think that only positivity uh, will be, you know, what is about this team for years to come. All right, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen each and every day, whether it be on the audio podcast or on YouTube, I have you guys to thank for the show being successful. Are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, locked on has got you covered. We have locked on nationals, commanders, wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, locked on has got you covered. And are you a fan of the NHL at large? Well, locked on has got you covered there. We have locked on NHL available on all the major platforms and on YouTube, so make sure and check that out today. All right, my name is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.